English with Rob. Hello, everybody. I'm going to be honest. This is the third time I've started to record this podcast, but this is the one we are sticking with. Welcome, welcome to the English with Rob podcast. Welcome back. If you're a regular listener, welcome. Hello, nice to meet you. If you're a new listener, and welcome, hello to John of John's English page, who is my guest today. Hi, John. Hi. Uh, so I'll tell you a few things about John.、Uh, he is British, like me.、Uh, That's right. And he is living in Italy, and I—he just told me that it's—it's it's the middle of nowhere, and it's a small town. Is that right? Yeah, it's it's right down. If you can imagine, you, you know, it's like a boot shape, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Well, it, I'm like living on the toe—not just the toe, but on the toenail, <laughs> underneath the toenail. That's basically where I'm living. Okay. <laughs> hmm. Interesting way to describe where you live. Yeah. And, um. But. I don't. What I don't know. Well, I tell, you, I tell you what I do know about John. I know that he has a fantastic Instagram page. No, Instagram account, and his content is really useful and really funny. And there is a lot of it every day. There are so many stories and posts. I don't know how you manage to produce that much useful and funny content and keep it consistent. Well, well done. That's very what, kind of you. Yeah, thank what, you. What's the secret? Well, I don't. I don't have a life. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I just stay at home and make Instagram content. That's basically.、Oh, no, I. That's I, I mean, the dream. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I just really enjoy it. I mean, it's just、uh, something which I've discovered fairly recently, actually. I mean, in the last in the last year. I mean, I did have an Instagram account before, but I didn't really know <laughs> why. Uh huh. What.、Well, You know, some sort of towards the towards the end of last year, I started sort of posting a bit more, and I think you know, with the lockdown and things like that, you know, it just yeah, time on my hands. Nice. Well, you can really tell that you、uh, have passion for making the content in the content, and you're really good at choosing the right music to go with to go with whatever you're posting. Like,、uh, he'll he'll say, "Okay, let's think about that for a minute," and then it'll go to the next story, and you hear, "Think, think about what I'm trying to say to you." Yeah, that famous song.、Uh, who's I, that? Is that、uh, is that the Supremes? Well, does it actually exist? I don't know. I mean, I thought I thought it was a invented. No, no. Oh, really? Maybe it was、oh, okay. just my terrible, terrible rendition. <laughs> yeah, you're not very good at the Supremes, but but it's a nice、um, song. I like it. If it doesn't exist, then we should、uh, we should maybe do it together. And I saw one where you're like, oh, well, I can help you with this, and then it goes to the next <laughs> one, and then it's help and、yeah. somebody. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do what I can there. I'm thinking of starting a Spotify list. A few people have asked me because they sort of、uh, mm. quite like the music as well. But yeah, music is a good way to learn as well. And then you have the grammar dealer. Tell us about the grammar dealer. <laughs> yeah, the grammar dealer is kind of like. I mean, <laughs> basically, he's based on a drug dealer. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not going to try and hide it. No, you and, don't.、Um, you don't hide it in in the in the,、uh, in no. the videos either. No, exactly. I am、um, really. I, I was、uh, I was umming and ahhing about that one. I.、Uh, I, I, it started off because I, I, I decided I wanted to do a very short program of just simple grammar things. You know, what's the difference between, you know, for example, for and since, and I just sort of for some reason did it in a sort of London accent, and I did like that, you know, for and since, what's the difference? And it was that kind of, you know, this character、yeah. sort of came forth, and I thought, well, the way that I've done it, it looks a bit threatening and、um, yeah, sort of dodgy. And, 
dodgy. Yeah, exactly. It's a nice adjective meaning, oh, a little bit suspicious. You don't feel very safe around him. Yeah, someone who you wouldn't trust. Exactly. Basically, yeah. yeah. yeah dodgy geezer. They use this word geezer as well, you know, like geezer, for a man. Yeah. Uh, uh, nice London slang. All right, all right, geezer. Exactly. So, yeah, it sort of developed from there, really. As the weeks went by, I thought, well, he looks like a drug dealer. So I wonder, you know, I wonder if I can start dealing grammar. I wonder what that's going to look like. So it just came out like that, really. Strange stuff. I love it. It's brilliant. And uh, yes. sometimes in John's videos, you might uh, see his cat, Alan, who mm. I guess help, helps you out, right? Yeah, he's, um, he's, he's very useful, actually. Actually, a pain in the ass sometimes to be frank with you but but he's uh he seems to be he's like the, the mascot really um we we got him at christmas time and uh he was uh rescued you know from from a bin and uh he yeah he's uh he's he's become sort of king of the house now really and um people always ask me every time i go on and do a live it's where's alan first question where's alan nice uh well you, you warned me he might he might turn up he might want to be let in at some point during the podcast whatever he asks for i have to do so you know your know, podcast will have to stop and i have to let him in ah, no problem no i won't stop the podcast yeah. I'll, I'll just narrate what's going on <laughs> oh, yeah. and um i don't know much about your your like teaching history have you always been teaching mm -hmm. in italy or is was were there stages before that um well mostly in italy because uh, i've been here for quite a long time i'm not going to tell you how long because uh, yeah, uh, that would be telling but um when i finished university uh, I went into, um, it, it, I did, first thing I did was a, a CELTA, which is, I'm sure many of your listeners will know is a qualification for teaching English as a foreign language. Um, and as soon as I did that, I went straight into teaching, but I did it uh, in England for a couple of years. Um, so I sort of cut my teeth there and then uh, I came over to... Oh, oh John. Idiot. You, you set off the idiom alarm. What, what have I done? You, yeah, oh, sorry. That, that's the oh, idiom no. alarm. You set it off. Oh, dear. Uh, but I don't, what was it you said? Um, <laughs> I think it might have been cut your teeth Cut or your teeth, yeah, to cut, mm. to cut one's teeth. So when the yeah. idiom alarm goes off, we have to explain what the idiom is. Yeah. So where and how did you cut your teeth and what is, what is cutting your teeth? Well, it's, um, I have to say you were very, very quick on the button there. Maybe it wasn't you. Maybe what it's you just set it's, off automatically. It's automatic. When, when it hears an idiom... <laughs> And, you know, I, you, there's sometimes, you know, is, I, I think, is it an idiom or not? The machine decides. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, cut, cut your teeth. Well, cut, to cut your teeth basically means to, to learn a skill or trade, usually uh, at somebody else's expense. So maybe if you're, you're working at a different, you're working in a company um and obviously they're paying you to work there and, and you also develop the skills while you're there mm -hmm, yeah. uh, that's how i how i would describe so it like so. at the start you're really useless but then you you cut your teeth and you you know you learn a lot and then you can you can do yeah. it yeah i don't know i don't know if i was useless rob but I don't know. I oh well for me <laughs> uh uh i don't know where or how where did it come or why from? it comes from don't know the etymology of it I don't know either. No. I wonder if it's actually your real teeth or whether it's, you mm. know, maybe teeth of a, some sort of tool or something, maybe. Maybe it's from dentistry. Like you have to practice on somebody's teeth and you're going to... Maybe. Yeah. Don't know. Yeah. This is to total be, speculation, listeners. It'd be an interesting one to find out, wouldn't it? Yeah. If only there was some way to... Mm. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Hello, everybody. This is Rob 
from the future. And I'm just here to tell you about the etymology of to cut one's teeth. It comes from the 16th century and it talks about when babies get their first teeth and, uh, well, technically the teeth cut through the gums, so like the teeth are cutting. So yeah, that's where it comes from. And as we heard, it means to learn to do something by experience, to cut one's teeth. So now, on with the podcast! So uh, the problem with the idiom alarm, John, is that it interrupts the flow of the conversation. So what did you, you cut your teeth where? I cut my teeth uh, in 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 England teaching English, and then I came over to to Italy. I've got to go and let Alan in. Oh, it's happened. Second. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it didn't. He didn't wait long. I think he heard the idioms. He got excited. Ah, uh, maybe, maybe you heard that I'm here. Okay, John's got up from his chair. John's uh, background is the background that I see in his Instagram videos. Although he's in Italy, he has made a little slice of England in his office. He's got a a telephone, British telephone box in the background, a Union Jack box. He's really uh, made made the the nice English feel there. British feel. Yeah, I put it especially for the podcast. (laughs) Nice. Oh, for my podcast. Thank you. Of course. Although I just said that I've seen it in lots of his Instagram videos. Oh, Oh, damn. I didn't hear that bit. Maybe you you heard we were going to do the podcast and they just happened to be in the background of your videos since since then. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So so I've been teaching for quite a long time. Um, Let's just say that. Okay. (laughs) Um, I didn't see Alan. Okay. Well, let's not get him. I don't want to. I think he ran off to his litter box. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, let's not disturb him then. Litter box. Do we need to explain that? It's, it's, where, it's where, the, Probably. where the cat does a, does a poo, where the cat does... Yeah. If you want a nice, uh, f- polite phrase, it's where a cat does its business. Yeah. Where he hopefully does his business, yeah. Hopefully. It yeah. doesn't always work. Well, it, 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 actually, he's very, very good. It's just that sometimes when he's trying... Do we need to go into this? That sometimes when he wants to cover it up... He gets a bit sort of frenetic and kicks the whole lot out and then just walks out of the bathroom as if nothing has happened. <laughs> okay. But something has happened, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And then he's not going to clean it up, is he? No. No. Okay, well, let's, uh, enough of uh, cat poo. Let's talk about... Yeah, enough about... of baby's teeth and cat poo. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is the great thing about a podcast. You never know what's going to come up. And uh, usually it's nothing useful, but this is why we've got some useful stuff. So... Mm-hmm. I asked John, uh, what do you want to talk about? You got any ideas? And he said that he would like to talk about what's changed in England since while he's been away. And I was like, yeah, I can totally relate to that um, because I've been out of England for a while now. Let's see, since 2010. And yeah, I agree. A lot has changed. So that's what we're going to talk about. But first... We're going to look at some useful vocabulary to talk about change. Here is the useful vocabulary jingle. Useful vocabulary. 
So here we go. A vocabulary to talk about change, especially to talk about um, towns, cities changing. So we've got a list. We're mm -hmm. going to go through them one at a time and have a little bit of a chat about the meaning of each one. So I'm going to start off pretty easy. I think most of you, if you are following me and John this far, I think most of you will know this one. Is there anybody still there? <laughs> well, we never know. I know the statistics of how many people click on it, of how many people listen all the way through. I've no idea. So, um, hi, mum. Yeah. She's probably the only one that's still there. Hi, hi Rob's mum. <laughs> My mum's probably clicked off by now. <laughs> click off. Is that, does that exist? No. Cl I don't click think off, so. click away. No. Click away. Yeah. Uh, okay, so... The first one is, it's completely different. Not just it's different, but to to add, to emphasize it's really strong, it's completely different. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's completely different. Um, uh, a little bit more, a little bit stronger, really, is it's unrecognizable. So coming from the verb to recognize. Mm -hmm. So when you see something which you think is familiar, you recognize it. Um, and the opposite would be, un right, this is obviously the adjective, unrecognizable. You don't recognize it. So mm -hmm. it's changed completely. Yeah, you can use it for anything like a place or, or a person even. If someone looks completely <clears throat> different, you could say, wow, she's unrecognizable. Can be a good yeah. thing or a bad thing, really. Exactly. You yeah. should make that clear when you say it to them, I think. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I think they would know. Yeah. Context, tone, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, the next one. Uh, is this... No, this is the opposite. It's no different mm. at all. So instead of saying mm. the same, it's it's no different at all. It's no different at all. Yeah, and many students might might mistakenly say <clears throat> it's not different at all. Exactly, yeah. Uh, but the expression is, is really this, isn't it? It's no different. It's no, it sounds a bit strange, really, if you think about it. But... Yeah, it's a collocation. It's no <laughs> different. And you can yeah. add it all as well. It's no different at all. But then you're right. Yeah, the no different would um, be a strange one. Most most learners might say not different. Mm. It's more logical, isn't it? But then English has got a tendency not oh, yeah. we're to just, be we're, logical. <laughs> we're just trying to, you know, make it difficult for you, basically. It's pretty much the same. Hmm. So mm. if something is, well, I think mean, it's fairly logical, the it's the same part, but this expression pretty. And very often we use this to mean, you know, fairly, quite, something mm -hmm. similar to this. So if we say something is pretty much the same, then it's more or less the same. Mm -hmm. uh, but we often we often pronounce it like that. It's, I suppose it depends on your accent, but pretty, pretty much. Yeah, it's like, almost the, like a D. That's right, yeah. And it can also just be a, a response in itself, like, um, did you like the film? Yeah, pretty much. Mm. You know, just like in the middle, a little bit. Yeah. Not a lot, not a little bit in the middle somewhere. Yeah. We also use pretty just, you know, obviously as an adjective, it means like uh, a bit, slightly, yeah, a bit somewhere quite. between nice looking and beautiful. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the other use of pretty. But then it's used also as this, um, you know, to mean like fairly. Um, and we use it in many situ situations, even when it seems a bit illogical. So you can say someone is 
pretty fantastic, I suppose. You know, it's pretty good. It's pretty big. Um, maybe not pretty fantastic. Pretty fantastic doesn't sound right, does it? No, I think you're right. It it, it can have that sort of British, um, you know, making things seem smaller than they are or understating mm. something like um if you win millions on the euro and people say how does mm. it feel and you go yeah it's, it's pretty pretty all right pretty fantastic yeah, yeah it's absolutely amazing and you just yeah. said pretty good pretty maybe, good maybe americans would be like oh my god man i'm over the moon i can't believe this has happened to me it's amazing <laughs> yeah and the British that's exactly person what they like, say yeah it's pretty good actually yeah it's nice <laughs> Yeah, yeah, not bad. Um, also, you can have this kind of like uh, strange thing where you can say where someone's like, you should say he, he's, he's pretty ugly, which is like, what do you call that, an oxy? Is that an oxymoron? I might have got that wrong. Is that uh, you sort of con- contradicts itself? Or? Yeah, but you're not, it, it's funny, isn't it? Because you're not, because you're using pretty as like an intensifier. But, yeah. But it's the same word as pretty, meaning, you know, cute, beautiful, pretty ugly. Yeah, yeah I never thought of it. Like, it is like an oxymoron. Hmm. Yeah, it's not actually as you say, but it sounds like it's a sort of sort of contradictory in, in some respects. Yeah. Anyway, it's an interesting word, pretty. It's a pretty cool we word. Use it a lot. It's, it's pretty common. It is, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> okay, I can't remember who did that one. Was that uh okay, I'll, I think I'll that was go. me. Okay, yeah, well I will go then. Okay, and in informal um writing, formal speaking, you might hear to undergo change. Like the city mm. has undergone a big change mm. or the city will undergo a change. It just means a change is going to happen. But this word, mm. this verb to undergo is often linked to change. And it, it it's, it, yeah, it just means it's going to happen. And it's quite a formal word to undergo change. Yeah. yeah if something undergoes something, it's like something happens to it. You know, mm-hmm. I, you, you can also say that people, someone has undergone surgery, for example, if they've had a, a problem, you know, a medical problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, under, so it's like to receive um, yeah, something. Yeah, to receive case, like medical change. attention. But, and uh, that's a, good, a, a situation where it would be used because when you're talking to doctors, when you're talking to surgeons, it's always quite formal. Mm-hmm. And if, if, you know, yeah. I don't think I would... If I had some surgery, I don't think I'd uh, go and talk to my friends and say, oh, I underwent <laughs> surgery yesterday. No, it would seem no. weird to use that formal language with your friends. Oh, really? So your friends are doctors and you... <laughs> yeah. No, it's, but yeah, I understand what you mean. It's, it's, it does sound very formal. Yeah. And I heard you say underwent. So yeah, it's exactly the same as to go, isn't it? Undergo, yeah. underwent, Irregular. undergone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to adapt to something to adapt to something in other words to change your behavior to fit a new situation um can you think of an example when you might use to adapt to something um well i suppose when i moved to germany and Mm -hmm. i had to well actually i moved to france before let's go that when i moved to france uh i had to adapt to them driving on the right hand side of the road so when i first started i didn't have a car when i lived in france but when i crossed the road you know i I would look right first but the cars are coming from the left because they're driving on the right but i was used to looking right first so i Mm -hmm. after a while i adapted i had to adapt to yeah to change my behavior to fit something new 
Yeah, that's that's a very good idea to adapt very quickly to that one. Yeah, you have to. Otherwise, <laughs> adapt or, well, it's a survival of the fittest, isn't it? The, the ones who can adapt uh, survive. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and uh, the next word is, uh, the, a lot of these next few words are alternatives for change, alternative words, mm -hmm. but maybe with a slightly different meaning. So the next one is to shift or a shift. And a shift is normally quite a big change or a change in, in mm -hmm. focus, right? Mm -hmm. When might you hear a sh about a shift? And it's always a shift um, in something, usually. Yeah. Um, you hear it sometimes in politics, don't you? When, uh, you know, maybe they, they talk about like a shift to the left or a shift to the mm -hmm. right in, in terms of the votes, yeah. maybe the number of votes that have come in in an election. Yeah. So or it's shifted left or right. Or maybe a politician's ideas have shifted. You know, they, yeah. they used to not care about the environment, but, oh, wait a minute, all no, the voters no, care really, about the really environment. Don't care. Yeah, now I've shifted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to shift. It's, it's, it's a good word, actually. We also can use it like to, to, to say to, to move an object, can't we? Could you, can you help me to shift the sofa? Ah, that is very interesting because it's quite a formal word when you're talking mm -hmm. about big things like a shift in ideas mm -hmm. or like a, if a business has shifted focus to a, a different, mm -hmm. a different money making, uh, a different way of making money. But the, what you're saying, or could you just shift that tea, that cup of tea? It's in my way. That's quite uh, informal, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I don't know about you, but I would, maybe it's, I get the feeling that shift would be more to move something that's a little bit bigger. I don't know. It's just shift a cup of tea. It seems a little bit. That I don't is know. right. I, mean, I was it... just I just looked over there and I saw a cup of tea. Well, an <laughs> empty cup of tea is what is the first thing that came to my mind. But yeah, I might call I my friend and say, "Look, I need to shift. <laughs> I need to shift this sofa. Can you come and help me?" Mm. You're yeah. right. Yeah, big changes and an informal way to say move something big. But the thing is, you know, if you looked in a dictionary, you probably you probably wouldn't say anything about something big. It, you know, it's just we know that because that's how we use it. So. Yeah. Um, and I, I just thought of um, a really informal something to say to someone is, hey, shift it. Mm. So that just means move, move yeah, yourself. Move. That's my seat. Shift, shift your, it. Can you shift your car, please? Can you, yeah. If, can you shift your car? It's blocking my drive. Yeah. Yeah, can you shift your family? I'm, I'm trying to take a photo. <laughs> no, you wouldn't say that, would you? Okay. <laughs> Maybe you'd start with excuse, excuse me. And then it might make it a bit better. But then you use the word shift. And uh, so you just became really rude. Yeah, no, forget that. No, don't say that to people. Uh, if you want another rude one and you want someone to move, you can say, shift your ass, would you? Please, yeah, not, yeah. Not, not please. Shift your ass. come on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Would you be so kind as to shift? Yeah. <laughs> so it's a shift, yeah. There's another one. It's not on the list, but while we're talking about that, is to budge. Budge, yeah. Budge, yeah. Uh, Which can also have a similar meaning, though. No? Yeah, and you can use it both ways. Like, could you budge over, please? And I think it mm -hmm. budge just means, like, move a little bit. Yeah. Or if it's something is stuck, you could say, oh, it won't budge. Yeah. I'm trying to open this rusty gate, but it just won't budge. Mm-hmm. And you could also ask if someone can budge the sofa. But not not that I haven't got any other uh examples. It's just that it also works for that. Yeah. 
can you help me to budge the, but but to shift the sofa maybe would be to to move it to a different place whereas to budge the sofa could be just to move it because you've lost your pen yeah it. just move it a little bit and then if if, yeah. if someone calls me and asks me to shift their sofa i think i probably would think we're taking it to another building or someone a new house or something yeah or okay so to convert what about that to convert to change one thing into another thing yeah so i mean for example i could say so the thing that comes to mind um is to convert maybe a building into another kind of building yeah. maybe you might you might buy um you know a large hotel and convert it into flats or apartments yeah good example uh there, in in the uk there are lots of pubs which are converted from other things like i've been to one in london which used to be a cinema or was it a theater so it's mm -hmm. a, it's a pub which is converted from a cinema so or a cinema which was converted into a pub i know it's it's very strange to be in the pub and the, it's really sloped and there's a big wall on one side and they kept the big uh, curtains and stuff. Okay. And there are lots that of... sounds pretty cool, actually. It is. Yeah, it was. Except for the fact that it was a Weatherspoons pub, uh, which is right. good because the beer's cheap, but um, there's usually no mm. music or atmosphere and uh, maybe a fight or two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Probably didn't happen when it was a cinema. And... Uh, there are lots, quite a lot of uh, old churches which have been converted into homes in in the UK. Things I went like to a, uh, I went to a nightclub in London. I'm going back a long time now, but a nightclub which was actually called the Church, and I think it was converted from an old church. Ah, was it in Brixton? Uh, I don't know because I was I was drunk when I got there, and I don't remember leaving. So, All right. but I, I but I do remember it was um it was. It was very, very big, and there was bouncers sort of perched around like gargoyles on the inside, watching everybody. And Fitting, uh, yeah. I don't know. Or maybe it was they, open maybe they were the gargoyles, and you just because you were so yeah. drunk, you thought there were bouncers watching you. Well, it's possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's quite, that's quite feasible. Maybe we should explain what a gargoyle is. Um, it's a weird mm. word, isn't it? So on a, on an old building, and especially churches, they have like little faces on the mm -hmm. corners what is it like mm. the corners of the of the drainage things or something yeah. yeah yeah and oh yeah because sometimes the water maybe the water comes out the mouth sometimes is that right am i making that up that's exactly how it how it happens right and, and i think rob if i'm not mistaken it, i don't think it's an english word i think it's I, now, now i'm guessing a little bit but i've got a feeling it's from french or some or possibly mm, but it, it, it comes yeah and it comes from the sound that the water makes when it comes out of their mouth sort of like we have got the verb to gurgle, don't we, in English, which yeah. is the sound that water makes, this sort of sound. I don't know if that's going to translate well, but yeah, yeah so gargoyle. So, yeah, because I've, I've been to one in Brixton. I used to live quite near there. We went a few times and it was like underneath a church. Mm -hmm. And I think the church was still um, was still a church, but it was like underneath. <laughs> really? There's yeah. a nightclub underneath it. Well, yeah, they, you know, they uh, are they're going at different times, aren't they? So <laughs> you don't need to worry about making any noise because there's nothing going on in the church yeah. at nighttime. Okay, let's try and buzz through these a little bit faster. Where would mm -hmm. they convert? Okay, yeah. and um, okay, and then uh, two more, which you might 
used to talk about, especially about a town or a city or a, a place. And uh, I'm sorry, it was your turn. Anyway, I'm just going to keep going. Uh, run down. Yeah. If a place is run down, uh, it means it's like a poor area uh, or a neglected area, not a very nice area. And I think there is sort of the um, connotation that it used to be a nice area, but now it's run down. You know, now it's mm. old. It's not been cleaned. Things are falling mm. apart. There's a lot of uh, rubbish everywhere. Maybe it's run down. Yeah, it's been, as you say, neglected. People haven't taken care of it. Mm -hmm. No, yeah. no money has been put in. No, no investment, no maintenance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the last one uh, is gentrified. So gentrified, as I understand it, this is not a, this is not a word that I use very often, but gentrified ever. So gentrified would mean I think um, richer people moving into a poorer area, mm -hmm. um, and often um, you know maybe buying up all the houses and property uh, to such an extent that the people who have less money are almost forced to move out of the area. Right. Yeah. Gentrification. Uh, I, I, I know a lot about this because I, I studied geography at university okay. and uh, wow. talked about this a lot. But yeah, you're right. Um, basically, that's it. Usually it, it happens because a local council has put a lot of money into a place and, you know, built some new buildings and it's become gentrified. It's become a lot nicer. Rich people move in poor people go because they can't afford it anymore or their house mm -hmm. is suddenly worth a lot of money so they can sell it yeah gentrification does this happen in the east end of london or the sort of docklands or, or is that kind of that's yeah. a good example of it yeah the docklands in london which mm. used to be like a poor part of town old warehouses old factories run down used to be quite mm -hmm. run down yeah well it's gone through stages hasn't it because when london was like a big port city um, it would be the docks and it would be busy and a lot of work there. And when, when mm. that all went away, the area became run down and then it was gentrified. And now, um, you know, I think everybody there has an expensive car and a 10,000 pound suit to go to work. Yeah. In. That's an exaggeration, but yeah. It's unrecognizable. Brilliant. Okay. So there's our useful vocabulary and, uh, the next thing we're going to do is John's Guess the Year game, uh, which John brought to the podcast just before we were recording. I was going through what, you know, my ideas and what we're going to do. And he said, oh, well, I've got this thing uh, where to talk about when I was last in England and what it was mm. like. I'm going to tell you, you're going to, t well, why don't you explain? Yeah, well, I, um, I thought rather than just tell you when I left um, England, I'd give you a few clues of, what was happening in England at that time. And, uh, you know, maybe you can try and guess. Okay. So I definitely want maybe to I'll give them, but wait, I need, yeah. I need to, uh, you sort your lights. Out. I need to, no, no, the lights, I'm not worried about the lights. Uh, my, the battery went on one of my background lights, but this is predominantly audio podcast. So I'm not going to worry about it, Right. but I've not yeah. made a jingle for it. So I just got my ukulele here and I'm going to try and make a <laughs> jingle right now. Uh, what is it? John's, Guess the year game. John's guess the year game. Okay, let's do. John's guess the year, guess the year game. It's John's guess the year, guess the 
gotta guess, guess the year. Oh, that doesn't work. Okay. The first bit was good. That's what you get with a spontaneous yeah, uh, jingle. Thank you. What an introduction. <laughs> You're welcome. So, um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, John's in. So, I, I, I'll read a fact about um, Britain, I suppose, not just England, about Britain at the time and see what. See if you can guess. Okay, I won't tell you. I'll just keep reading the clues every time you say it, and then uh, you can change your guess if you wish. So the first one I'm going to tell you is that beer costs about two pounds twenty a pint. Mm, in London or like outside London? No, outside London. I, I this would be really in the Bournemouth area. Uh, two pound twenty a pint. I'm gonna say something very general, so I'm gonna say nineties, uh, the nineties. Nineties, okay. So I'll move on to the next one. Um, Matthew Kelly was hosting Stars in Their Eyes. He probably still is. I, I don't know. Uh, I've, I've, I heard they might bring it back soon. I heard something on a some other podcast about that. Okay, mm. stars, stars in your eyes, stars in their eyes. What is it? Stars I, in. Uh, I thought it was stars in their eyes. Okay, stars yeah, in their so eyes on... was a game show where people come on and they they pretend to be a famous singer and yeah. um, they they impersonate a famous singer and then the audience guesses on which um, the audience votes on which was the best. I can't remember. Yeah, um, and you get people that came in and they look nothing like them, but they would always say. Just remember, it's sound alike, not look alike. But they'd sort, they'd make some sort of uh, attempt to look like the star, you know. Yeah, they'd have their hair. Some six foot, six foot man trying to be Madonna or something like that. Oh well, that would be good. I think that'd be funny. Not funny. Yes, funny. I'm trying to be woke. That would be okay. Funny. There wouldn't be a problem. It'd be good. (laughs) Um. Okay. So, yeah, mid nineties. Still, I'm still mid nineties. Mm, okay so listen eastenders in eastenders phil mitchell was in it and dirty den came back okay so so i i never really watched eastenders which is a british soap Mm. based in london if you want to learn the cockney accent eastenders is a great way to do that because you can put the subtitles on and you can work out what they're saying because um it's quite difficult with with a cockney accent yeah um dirty den and phil phil mitchell who was the they were both bad guys weren't they yeah hmm i don't know when dirty den came back uh uh, mid mid 90s mid 90s Mm -hmm. i'm still you're still not getting a year out of me yet i'm not confident enough Okay, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you the, the uh, another clue now. The UK Prime Minister was Tony Blair. Ooh, Tony Blair was the Prime Minister until something like 2008. But when did he? No, that was that would be too. Was he Prime Minister for ten years? Hmm. Um, you got me there. I think I think he started in like '96, so maybe maybe I've got that wrong. Maybe he. No, I definitely remember where I was when he left. So I think it was like 2000 and 
seven, eight, nine. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to say, hmm, I'm going to say 96 at the minute. I think, so. no, it's earlier than that, wasn't it? Hmm. Okay. Okay. Mid nineties. Well, I can, I can tell you actually, he was a uh, prime minister from 1997 to 2007. Okay. Oh, it was 10 years. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we're somewhere in that. Okay. So we're late nineties now. Okay. Last, last clue. Early 2000s. Yeah, go on. Last clue. The Iraq war was just kicking off. Okay. So it must be 98. No, not 98. No. 99. Later. Oh, blimey. This is... <laughs> Your country is at war and you don't remember. Exactly. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So there were, there were two, in all fairness, Iraq oh, okay. wars, but, um, you're, but not in 98. So 2001? A little bit later. 2002? It was 2003. Oh, wow. Oh, I was yeah. way early with all of my guesses. Matt... Stars in Their Eyes was still going in 2003. I really associate well, that with 90s. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, that wasn't very specific, was it? I mean, he probably did it for quite a long time. So, mm, I mean, it, yeah. you can be forgiven. I probably so, yeah, started watching it in the 90s and realized it wasn't very good and stopped watching it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, 2003 was the last time when you left, when you stopped living in England, basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that and we're going to talk about what's changed uh, since uh, John lived in England. John, do you like David Bowie? Um, Bowie or Bowie? I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, I can take him or leave him. I'm not, uh, I, I feel that I ought to have known his work better because I think he was a genius, but I just don't know his work that well. And so... I feel I should have done, but I think it's a bit late to get into him. <laughs> I'm the same, actually. I, I like the hits and I mm -hmm. know that he's an icon, but mm. um, there's just too much to get into. And um, mm. anyway, I made a jingle, a David Bowie jingle. Good. How has Britain changed? Hey, John, won't you tell us, man? <laughs> How has Britain changed? Is it worse or is it better, man? What okay. can I say? I mean, that is just class. Thanks. And then I, I carried on playing the piano, and so we're just going to have that in the background. Uh, but it will, it will finish. I think it's four minutes long. But we can, I, I felt like uh, it was actually David Bowie singing to me. Oh. Is it David Bowie or David Bowie? I say, I, every time I say his name, I just say both. <laughs> Do mm -hmm. you like David Bowie or Bowie? Because I'm, I'm just not sure. Real <laughs> David fans Bowie, would Bowie. Know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, um, yeah, I've got some conversation questions about the ch 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 changes. <laughs> yeah, so, fire away. Uh, the first one was, when did you leave England? But we've done that with your fantastic game. So, mm -hmm. um when was the last time you visited England? Last time I visited England was, um, so what, I don't even know what year it is anymore. 2021, isn't it? So I, I went there in 2019. Yeah, I went to, <clears throat> to Guildford. Well, oh, wow, yeah. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> well, that's, yeah. I'm not sure where that is. Like around London, uh, isn't it? It's like a suburb of London. It's in Surrey, yeah. It's in it's south of London. So it's not that far. It takes about twenty minutes on the train from from Guildford to get to London. Okay. Um, 
so tell us about the first time you you went back and you thought that's a big change it's really changed or, or was mm. it like that did you suddenly go back and and think wow this is unrecognizable or was it a gradual transition to something different mm. well um i i can remember one particular occasion when i went back and i don't think i could say that i it was a you know like a big shock to me it's just that i I, I, I just remember going into a supermarket once um, and I was with a friend of mine. I'd gone to see a friend and um, we went into the supermarket. Well, it was a small supermarket and there was these self-scanning, you know, auto, auto scanners, I think they're called or something like that, where you can scan your own produce. Now, this was going back to about 2010, maybe something like that. And they, they must have been relatively new, I suppose. Um, you know, maybe been there for a couple of years or something in Britain. I, I really don't know when they first introduced them. Um, and I'd never seen them before. I'd never seen them before. And I, I walked in and I saw these these scanners and I was amazed. I was just standing there, look, this is amazing. And I think people just looked at me and just thought I was a bit weird because, you know, they'd been around for a couple of years and most people were used to them. And I, I said, no, I want to use this. I don't want to go to the, the, the woman. I, no offense to the woman. I want to try this scanner thing. And I was, I was trying to do it and I couldn't work out how to use it. And eventually some guy came over and helped me. And, and I was just so happy. I walked out with this massive smile on my face. And my friend who was waiting for me outside, he said, this is just ridiculous. He said, well, have you not got those in Italy? I said, well, no. I said, don't even pay by credit card in Italy. It's just everything's in cash. So, and he's, he said, you know, for an English man to walk into a supermarket and not know what one of those is, is just like pointing at a car and saying, what's that sort of thing? It's just ridiculous that you wouldn't know. They must have thought you were like, you'd been in prison or something. <laughs> it's the only sort of conclusion <laughs> or, they or could come to. or something. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They yeah. are, I think they're more common in Britain than lots of places in Europe I've been to. They're we have them here in Germany in places like Ikea and mm -hmm. I see them every now and again, but in most supermarkets, they don't have the self-service checkouts. They just have the regular okay. pay the lady or the man yeah. Uh, yeah. at the checkout. Um, what else? What, what, what about in your hometown? Does it, what, what big changes have there been in your hometown? Yeah. Um, Which is, is it Guildford? Well, no, you were good. No, no, it was not Guildford. No, I, I went there for a different reason, but I, I, Bournemouth was my was the most recent town I lived in. Um, nothing really huge there, really. Just sort of general changes that I see everywhere I go in Britain, like you know, an, an enormous number of chain stores and coffee shops. This is one of the biggest changes that's happened since I've moved away. You know, the the onset and the rise of the coffee shop. Uh -huh. uh, it just seems to have taken over every single town and, you know, village. It seems to be everywhere, Costa Coffee and Starbucks and, you know, all of these, there's, you know, chain yeah, coffee a, shops. There's a word for it and I can't remember what it is. It's something like the Starbucksization or something like, uh, maybe I'll, you know what, future Rob is going to come in with whatever that word is. Starbuckization. The Starbuck up. <laughs> I don't know. 
but that word exists so because i remember thinking oh, oh that's interesting hmm. yeah yeah and it's kind of like um yeah it, it, that, that's that's definitely changed but the funny thing for me is i suppose going back and and it's not necessarily that changes in britain itself but it's just how you see people have adapted to it and um you know for example i go back and you know the last time i was in a town might have been like 20 years ago and i'll go back there and i have a memory of it and i go back and now everybody's on their mobile phones and uh sitting in starbucks and you know which is the same anywhere you go in the world really but it's just going back and things just being completely different to how you remember them i think mm. yeah for, for me um like my hometown of leicester this this the city center is is a lot different um it's not unrecognizable but the, for example they've they've built a huge new shopping center so it's it's a bit ironic because they built a huge new shopping center but town is more empty the city center is more empty than it used to be and i'm not just talking about covid because i've not actually been to england during the whole pandemic mm. just every time i go back and i go into town there are fewer well, let's add it, say it like this. There are fewer um, <coughs> nice, normal people and there are more dodgy people and lots of uh, junkies and things like that in the can city Can I say center. a word? Can I say a word? You can say it, yeah. Chavs. Chavs. Hmm. There were always, there were always chavs, yeah. Mm. But um, there are more, uh, more concentrated there, yeah. What is a chav? What is a chav, John? You said it. Well, yeah, I did. I mean, I, I, this is also another concept which I think, you know, has really come into fruition since I left England. I mean, it wasn't really, we didn't really, they existed, but we didn't have a name for them. Yeah, we, there so, wasn't a word. Like when we were at school, we used to call them townies. And the, okay. the word chav, I don't know when, like mid, early 2000s, maybe. Mid, well, it must have been after 2003, I suppose. I suppose yeah, 2004 or something like that. Um, yeah, the, a chav is, I suppose, if I we don't want to stereotype anybody, but it would be like a, 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 an older teenager, maybe early 20s um, person dressed in a tracksuit with a bag. Oh, John, you cut out then. Oh, and now? Uh, yeah, now it's fine. Uh, so... Uh... Should I say that again? Yeah, sure. It was a shit description anyway. <laughs> so um, so a chav would be, I suppose, I don't want to stereotype anybody, but maybe like a teenager or someone in their 20s, not particularly cultured, <laughs> not cultured at all, um, maybe drinking beer in public places and wearing lots of jewellery and swearing at people. And, you know, basically like a, a badly behaved adolescent. Yeah, yeah. So antisocial. Uh, mm. Yeah, you don't really want to be around them. And sometimes they're just hanging around in the street or like on a on a street corner is the stereotype to say they're standing, hanging around on the street corner. But yeah, they'll they'll be like, and sometimes uh, chavs, they sort of take over a park, you know, like kids want to go on the swings, but there's some chavs there with their Alco Pops. Mm. Uh, not cool. Yeah. Hey, chavs, shift. <laughs> <laughs> shift it, chavs. Yeah, definitely. But they, I say it's not cool, but they think they are the coolest thing. 
Yeah, I remember once that she just reminded me. I went into a, <laughs> I went into um, I'd gone back to England, and I was with some teachers, and we went into a pub, and I think this was about two thousand five or two thousand six, and a guy walked into the pub, and he had a, you know, do you remember East Seventeen? They were like yeah, a pop course, group, yeah. and they used to have like baseball caps like balanced on the top of their heads, so like a massive amount of forehead and. And this guy walked into the pub and he had a tracksuit and a gold chain and this thing walked straight up to the bar to order a beer. And the guy I was with, he just started laughing so <laughs> loud. And I just said, what's that? And he was just saying, it's just Chav of the Year just walked in. <laughs> and I think that was the first time I'd heard the word Chav. Ah. And I looked around and I instantly understood what a Chav was. You've got to be careful, though, because, I, I you know, they have a, a reputation for being quite aggressive as well. Yeah. What are you yeah. laughing at? What are you laughing at? What are you yeah. laughing at? What are you looking at? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's true. Yeah, you've got to be careful. Got to be careful. Yeah. Um, okay. We're, we're painting a bad picture of England. It's not all like. Yeah. That. No, it's not. Okay. So, what? Tell us about some positive changes um, that you've noticed. Well, certainly, it's. I, I think you know, in terms of uh, things like racial tolerance has improved uh, greatly there's a uh, as i understand it and as it seems to me um, people are a lot more accepting of different cultures foreign cultures i mean already england was quite cosmopolitan really mm-hmm. um anyway as a country but i think that's improved even more now especially if you go to some of the bigger cities um so i've noticed in london you know really maybe it's just my observation from as being a sort of kind of a tourist going back there but it just seems there's a lot more harmony between the different cultures and, and, you know, races. So that's got to be a positive thing. Yeah, definitely. Well, great example. Okay. And, um, okay, well, staying with sort of that social thing, do you think the mood in England has changed? Mm. um, What do you mean the mood? Well, because I hear from people there that the mood has changed since brexit Mm. and i'm talking pre-pandemic that people are because of the whole brexit thing and it was close to a 50 50 vote really um Mm. there's some like more tension than there used to be and not not such a nice friendly atmosphere in general i can't i can't you know i can't i've not experienced it myself this is why i want want to ask you do you feel like the mood has changed um, I, I'm not. Com- but when was Brexit last year? Excuse my ignorance. Well, 2016 was when the vote was was officially. You know. Oh, you mean from the moment it was actually decided? Yeah. Not, because, not, because you know, yeah. even after that, people were like people were happy, and other people were really angry about it. Mm. I mean, to be frank, although I have been back to England uh, during that time, I've, I've never really had any first-hand experience of it. But I have seen a lot of friends and people divided on social media about it. So, um, and I've noticed people have got some very, very strong feelings. So those that are for are like really for, and there's not instantly any gray areas, you know, we're either really for it or really against it. So I can see it's been quite a divisive issue. Um, and yeah, that sort of came at a bad time, really. I think it, you know, I don't really want to get onto politics, but I think it was sort of, um, a bit of a, a, a tactical move by um, by the politicians striking at a moment when Britain was 
very fearful of terrorism and immigration. Yeah, uh, immigration to try especially. To... Yeah, there was the whole. Mm-hmm. Um, they called it a crisis, didn't they? The um, refugee crisis, because there yeah. were so many people coming in. Yeah, you're yeah. right. So it's uh, it's a shame, really, because um, you know I just think I would have hoped that the British people would have been you know, a bit more switched on, a bit more intelligent, but. Yeah, but uh, well, just over half of them weren't, or um, uh, well, don't get me wrong, really went out and voted. Whereas I think a lot of people who are anti-Brexit didn't, lots of them didn't vote. I think. Well, don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not suggesting that. I'm not saying that it was good or bad to leave Europe. I think obviously everyone is entitled to their own opinion. But what I don't like is the way that people seem to have been convinced by very few politicians to do it for the wrong reasons that that's what i think i was trying to get at not expressing a view hmm. uh well i'll express a view i think uh brexit is a bad idea mm-hmm. pretty a pretty bad idea <laughs> <laughs> okay well, i well, suppose it, rem- it remains to be seen doesn't it now yeah um well okay well let's not get into that okay yeah so let's get out of that sort of negativity with a game that we're going to end on. And okay. it's called What's Gone. Hey, 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 John. What's gone? Hey, hey, John. What's gone? Hey, 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 John. What's gone? It's, so it's called, <laughs> it's called What's Gone, is it? It's called Hey, John, What's Gone? Yeah. Oh, hey, John. Sorry, I should have guessed. Uh, I've never really thought of the title, but yeah, the, the, officially now the game is called Hey John, What's Gone? It's great. It so, rhymes and uh, it's just wonderful. Yeah, it's like it's made for it. So basically, yeah. I've got a list of things um, and you've got to tell me if they're still, if they're all um, businesses or shops. Mm. So apart from our membership to the EU, what else is mm. gone? So when I, when I tell you the thing, you tell me if it's still, no, you have to tell me what it is. Okay. So the, so the listeners can... Um, know what it is or was okay and tell me if it's still there or if it's gone so the first one okay is okay what is and is it still there toys are us toys are us toys are us with was that with a backwards r a backwards yeah. r yeah not 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 r you know like you are we are this is the word yeah. it, it means it, it is using but they just had the letter r yeah and those crazy marketing guys put the r backwards yeah, like a child had written it. Yeah. Exactly. Hmm. Mm, yeah. So Toys R Us. Well, I'm going to say this is a that was a big toy shop, wasn't it? It was a big. Um, in fact, it was an enormous. I think American uh, chain. I'm going to say it's not there anymore. I think it's gone. Toys R Us. That's correct. That's yeah. correct. It's gone. Okay. Oh, actually, I'm going to mark down how many points you've got. Uh, there are. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve of these. Wow. So if you get over six, you're, you're a winner. Okay. So Toys R Us is gone. The next one is Woolworths. Woolworths. What mm. what is or was it? And is it gone? Woolworths. Woolworths was was a kind of it's quite hard to describe. It was a shop. Um, and they sold a bit of everything, really. Mm. Um, they sold stationery, you know, like paper, pens, um, but also, I think, books and um, maybe some f- furniture. Did they sell 
Furniture? Or hmm, what? I can't remember. I don't think they sold furniture. Uh, what else? Toys. Toys. Uh, they were quite famous for their pick and mix. Pick and mix, oh, where yeah. you uh, it's got all the all the sweets, candies, and mm-hmm. you can get your own bag and then put whatever you want in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was quite cheap, wasn't it? A cheap shop. Mm. We used to call it Woolies. Woolies, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that's gone. That's, that's gone. I, yeah. Yeah, that's gone. Uh, interestingly, actually, it's not interesting at all. Uh, it's still here in Germany. The same, the same logo really? and everything. Yeah, we. I, I was surprised when I saw it because when I. Do you mean when that's moved, not interesting? That's very interesting, yeah. Robert. <laughs> okay, yeah. well, I know where you, your next trip is going to be. <laughs> Come down to Frankfurt, go to the Woolworths, to the Woolies. Yeah. Okay, next one. Poundland, Poundland. Poundland. Well, I think the name is in the the clue is in the title, isn't it? Really, uh, in the name. Excuse me. So, Poundland is a shop where you can um, buy everything for a pound. We used to have great fun when I was younger going in there. We used to just go in and ask how much things were uh, until we got thrown out. Yeah, I'm sure the staff loved that. I'm sure no one's ever done it before as well. Well, actually, I've been in a Poundland with my mum and she asked me, like in all seriousness, can you see how much this is? I can't, I can't. See. I said, mum, yeah. you know this, you know that we're in Poundland. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. Did she do it on purpose or did she? Did, don't think she, so. I think she yeah. genuinely just, you know, just forgot where we were. Yeah. Oh, I just say, well, how much is this a pound? How much is this a pound? How much is this a pound? And what if I buy two, two pounds? <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. That's how we used to spend our afternoons. Poundland. Um, well, I think that's too good uh, to, to lose, isn't it? So I'm going to say that it's it's still there. That's correct! Yeah. Oh, yeah. Three for three. And actually, I think there are more than there used to be. Every time I go back, you know, the Woolworths is now a Poundland. The Toys R Us mm. is now a Poundland. <laughs> the, the big shops yeah. move out, go out of business, and Poundland replaces it. Moves in. Wow. Okay, from Poundland to Pound Stretcher. What's Pound Stretcher, and is it still pound there? Pound Stretcher. Well, I've seen Pound Stretcher. I don't think I've been in there because it sounds like it's a might be more expensive than Poundland. You won't catch me. <laughs> no, um, Pound Stretcher. Is that similar to Poundland then? No, it's not. It's like a, it is or was, uh, sort of a discount supermarket. A supermarket, um, but every, okay. Pound Stretcher, because you take your pound in there and you can stretch it. You can okay. get a lot for your pounds. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I, I think it was like the Aldi before Aldi, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, um, pound stretcher. Well, I don't see any reason why something like that would disappear. So I'm going to say it's still there. That's correct. Oh come on! So it just sounds like Britain are just trying to save money all the time. <laughs> yeah, or, or they've got less money than they used to have. I don't know. Or they're, yeah, they're just spending their money on other things. Okay, the next one is go fly, or I think mm. just go sometimes. Okay, so go fly. Would I would imagine is um is is it a travel agent or an airline company? Airline, yeah, airline. An airline company. Okay, well I think you know the budget travel. Well, I think all travel's been pretty hard hit recently, and I know some of the budget airlines have have, have been hit pretty hard. Um, so go. I'm going to say go. Going gone. That's oh. not correct. Sorry, oh. I, no, 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 you know, I hit the wrong button. That's good! 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, right, great. Well, I'm glad about that. I'm not glad for them, but I'm glad that I got it right. Yeah, you got it right. Uh, so, oh, you got five. You only need one more, and you're a winner. Um, yeah, that was a, a budget airline. Yeah, and I, it was before the pandemic. I don't know why. I don't know how they they went out of business. Next, HMV. 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 HMV was that. I was gonna. I was gonna say a record shop, Rob. A record shop. I mean, where does that put me on the age uh, scale? Um, it, a music shop, isn't it? Like they sell. Um, what what do people buy these days? C- CDs. I don't think they even buy CDs anymore, do they? Well, that's the thing. But I, I think it's okay to call it a record shop um, because yeah. if you say a music shop, then I think you're going to go to buy like a keyboard or a guitar True. or a saxophone or something. Um, yeah. I'd say I'd go, I'm going down to the record shop. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to buy a record because I don't have a record player. Mm. Uh, I might buy a CD. Yeah. Mm. Or a t-shirt. That's a tough one because I know I went to, I went to London uh, a few years ago looking for the Virgin Mega Store and found that I spent ages looking for that and it had gone. So I don't think that exists anymore. So HMV, wow, I'm going to put, put my put my neck out. And say that it's uh, gone. Oh. <laughs> okay, let, let's go back to the. Okay, you're gonna say it's gone. Yeah. Uh, That's not correct. Still oh, there. Still there. Lot to be fair, lots of them have gone. Mm-hmm. Lots of branches. A one, a, you know, a location of a of a chain shop. Each one is a branch. Mm-hmm. Lots of branches are gone, but it's still there. Um, You'd say branch, and I'd say branch. I've got the well Midlands. I'm from the middle of uh, England, Midlands, yeah, so yeah. yeah, I say mm. Bath, Grass, Castle, yeah. and then you'd say Castle, right? Branch. That would be a good uh, a good one to talk about another time, maybe. Uh, yeah, it comes it comes up from time to time. Uh, the it technically, if you want to look it up on Wikipedia or whatever, listeners, it's called the Bath Trap Split. Mm. Or uh, the bath trap split. And the split is mm. talks about the line across England where above it people say bath and below it people say bath. Mm-hmm. So uh, where were we? What, what, why did the idiom alarm go off? Uh, because I said I stick, I'll stick my neck out or Just, put my neck out. All right. So, so yeah. how, are you, how are you putting your neck out, sticking your neck out? Well, to stick, to stick your neck out means I'm going to kind of risk doing something or risk saying something yeah um i'm going to take a take a risk mm-hmm. you know by saying something so um i guessed that um it was maybe didn't exist anymore yeah. i stuck my neck out but i got it wrong great great uh definition yeah good okay next one greg's what is greg's Greg's is that with three G's? Is it G-R-E- three? I don't oh, right. know. Is it- <laughs> so, you're right. There are three G's. I was like three in a row, thinking. No, yeah. G R E G G S. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's as many G's as it is all the other letters put together, isn't it? Really, you think about it. Is it G R E G G? Yeah, it is. Three G's, and that's not really important. So, um, I would say that Greg's Greg's is a baker's. But it's a big chain of bakers and they sell a lot of, um, you know, things, typical English things like sausage rolls 
um, which is like sausage wrapped in pastry um, mm. and uh, maybe steak and kidney pies, mm. scotch eggs, Lovely. things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's very, very common place for people to go and buy their lunches, you know, when they come out of the offices maybe um, at lunchtime. So I'm going to say it's, it's still there. I think Greg's is uh, pretty common now. Yeah. Yeah, and that's something that I notice every time I go back. There are more and more Gregs everywhere. Mm. They're they're very popular. Yeah, I think they came into being in the two thousands as well, didn't they? Yeah, I think I, I was I living know. in London and they started to pop up, and then, in, yeah, and then they're they're just in every city now as well. It seems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next to Starbucks. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next is Gap. I think gap. I don't know if you. I hear some people sometimes say the gap, and I'm not just my, talking about on the London Underground where they say mind okay. the gap. Yeah, okay. Uh, oh, that's what you're gonna say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he beat me to it. You know, fair enough. Uh, gap. Well, actually, I I know this because I heard it on the news the other day. Ah, uh, me too. Um, well, actually, I say I know it. Um, they said that they're gonna start phasing them out. So I assume if you if you're talking about the present, they still actually exist. But I think over the next few months, they're going to start phasing them all out. That's so, yeah. Yeah. So they're still there now, but yeah, they're going, they're going mm-hmm. soon. Uh, yeah. And I wonder how that transition will go for them <laughs> because they're know. transitioning to just online is what I heard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there's going to be a gap in the market. Oh yeah, a gap in the market. Is that an idiom? Well, the, mach- the, the machine thought it was. The idiom alarm thinks it is. Really? Yeah. A gap. So like mind the gap, a hole, a hole in the market. So there's, you know, you can you can start this business because there is the market for it. A gap yeah. in the market. An opportunity maybe because something's missing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so ironically, there won't be a gap in the market. So there will be a gap in the market. Well, no, there won't be a gap That's... in the market because I think technically gap are from what I... Maybe we listened to the same uh, Radio 4 uh, news report about it, that people don't want these boring clothes anymore and that gap was quite... They had like plain jeans, plain mm-hmm. tops. And if there was a logo, it was if there was an image, it was just gap normally. Okay. And people are looking for different fashions. Okay, C and A. C and A. I said C, C and a. a, but I would never normally say that. C and A. C yeah. And a. Two yeah. letters, C and A. Yeah. Exactly. C and A. Um, now, this is, um, is it a department store or is it just a clothes store? I don't really remember, to be honest with you. Just clothes. Departments. Oh, just clothes. Yeah. Okay. So a, a clothes store, um, usually for the kind of, slightly older person maybe well i don't mean old old i mean maybe for sort of uh, middle-aged people or uh, more mature people it's not the sort of place i would consider teenagers would go chabs wouldn't go there to buy their stuff no <laughs> although they do sell uh, hoodies okay well probably everywhere does nowadays don't they? Or, or did sell hoodies uh yeah well i'm not i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go by the tents because uh, you might be trying to throw me um so I'm going to say CNA, now that's a staple, isn't it? It's got to be there. I'm going to say it's definitely still there, yeah. What's wrong with my jingle? Why is it not working? Oh, the volume's down from the idiom alarm. Wait. 
Mm. That's not correct. There you go. Really? I gave you some suspense there. Yeah, yeah it's gone. Um, still here in Germany, but uh, not in England anymore. So basically, Britain has moved to Germany. This is what you're telling me. <laughs> it seems that way, yeah. Okay, uh, two more. Rover. Rover, the, the car manufacturer. The car manufacturer. Mm, I'm fairly sure Rover are not there anymore. I think Rover was probably moved to Germany. I think, wasn't, <laughs> was it bought out by BMW or something, maybe? I don't know. I'm going to uh, say no, Rover are not there. That's correct! From mm-hmm. what I remember, they were bought by Land Rover and then Tata, the Indian uh, motor company, or the Indian everything company, really. Um, and they mm-hmm. still own it, but they've not they've not made any Rover cars for a long time. So I think the brand is just, you know, defunct. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Iceland. Iceland. That was that a big, big uh, frozen food shop. Mum's mm-hmm. gone. Mum's gone to Iceland. That was the uh, advertising slogan, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. Mum's gone to Iceland. Um, but I tell, like, I, I tell you what, I can, I can remember B-Jams. I don't know if you remember B-Jams. That was another frozen food shop, but we're going back to the 1980s now. Don't remember B-Jams. B-Jams. Sorry, maybe they didn't have it in Leicester. Or maybe I wasn't Possibly paying attention not. in the 80s. <laughs> Should have been paying more attention to the frozen food shops. <laughs> um, Iceland. Um, yeah, that's still there, isn't it? Yep. Oh, okay. Despite their terribly sexist uh, tagline, "Mum's gone to Iceland," I'm, they probably don't <laughs> use that anymore these days. Uh, well, maybe maybe Mum travels a lot. You know, maybe she's gone to the country. Uh, yeah, but why can't Dad go to Iceland? You know. Mm. Oh, you mean the country Iceland? Yeah. Ah, possibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's more upwardly mobile. She's yeah. She's, she's traveling. traveling. She's, she's, she's gone to, to find ask herself. her husband. Mm. Okay, last one. Uh, top shop, top man, top shop. Yeah, top man, top shop. That's the sort of place that wouldn't be there. But then again, I get the impression that it's one of those places that won't disappear. I'm pretty sure it still exists in some form, certainly online. Uh, top shop, top shop. I'm going to say it's still there. That's not correct. Really? That's gone yeah, as well, gone. is it? I was surprised. Uh, I used to get. I used to be top man guy. Like I used to buy almost mm. everything from there. Oh yeah. Um, it was like a mid range, quite fashionable, but not crazy fashion. Mm. Um, yeah. I'm surprised that that one's gone. Cause gap, I can understand CNA. I can understand cause they're quite sort of, you know, boring clothes, but top shop. Hmm, I thought they were always quite up with the fashion and people will flock there to buy stuff. Yeah, I used to go there too. We, we probably looked exactly the same in our dress sense, like in the 90s. Yeah, maybe. Um, well, we look similar now. Glasses, short yeah. hair, T-shirt, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're right. We've got the look. Yeah, you're still buying the stuff from Top Top Man online. Or... <laughs> well, you still got it from the 90s. <laughs> Have I still got any Top Man, <laughs> Top Shop clothes? Hmm, don't think so. No. No, no, no. Okay, how many did you get right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You, you won anyway. You won. <laughs> you got more oh, than six. I'm very, very pleased about that. Okay. Well, John, you leave a winner. Thanks so much for joining me today. Well, thank you for having me. 
And uh, people can find you on your Instagram page. Uh, any other avenues that people can find you through if they're not in on Instagram? Um, at the moment, that's what I'm concentrating on. So um, Instagram tomorrow, who knows? Um, maybe we're looking to doing something on the, oh, TikTok. I'm on TikTok as well, but that's a kind of a side project, really. But that's going fairly well as well. But Instagram's the main place to find me. Cool. Okay. Uh, thanks a lot for joining us. And I hope that when you next go back to England, uh, there are some positive changes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully I'll be able to get back there soon. It's been a long time. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Um, I'm supposed to be, and I hope to be going to my brother's wedding in August, but mm -hmm. who knows? We'll see. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Okay. <laughs> I warned John at the beginning of the podcast that I'm not good at beginning it or ending it. So here's an instant, insincere goodbye. Bye. <laughs> That was one of the worst endings I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> okay, I was just honest about it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, that's it.